Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and my guest this time is John Tab, co-founder and CEO over at Questis, based in Charleston in beautiful, sunny South Carolina. The Questis platform is an all-in-one financial benefit solution powered by data-driven technology to provide personalized and prescriptive financial coaching. Additionally, the Questis platform empowers employees and gives them the tools necessary to better understand and take greater control over their finances, such as access to financial coaches and an interactive dashboard. For the employers sponsoring these programs, Questis supports businesses to make an impact on employee retention and enhance their employees' experience. Hey, John, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today. Yeah. Bill, thanks. Uh, it's great to be here. It is beautiful in South Carolina, but it is also extremely hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so beyond my reintroduction there, John, sure. why don't you start by taking a minute or two and telling our listeners all about yourself, your career background. Um, don't tell them too much about the mission of Questis yet, because we will get into that more later on, but but let them know a bit more about you. Okay. Um yeah, my name is John Tab. I am the CEO and a co-founder of Questus. Um, my my background is I was a I'm a former retirement plan advisor. Um, obviously, here in the U.S., that means primarily dealing with 401ks. Um, so I spent several years as a as an advisor, uh, working with uh, both plan sponsors and employees and. I don't know, so many meetings with, with employees, um, you know, asked to speak to them about, uh, their, their retirement plans and investments and all that. And in doing so really identified the need, you know, for what we've built today, which just goes beyond, uh, the retirement side of things and investments. It's just, uh, trying to deal with all the obstacles that, you know, employees have so they can actually take advantage of, of their retirement plan. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of me in a nutshell. Let's talk a bit more about Questis now. Tell me a bit about the mission of Questis and how it helps HR pros and leaders. So the mission's big. Um, we are on a mission to make financial well-being uh, attainable for everyone. And I think uh, before we go any further, you want to talk about sort of the definition of financial well-being. Uh, you see financial wellness everywhere today. And I'll talk about that probably later. But the, uh, you know, let's look at the definition of financial well-being. And rather than reinvent that definition, uh, we have chose to kind of adopt the, the definition that the uh, CFPB here in the U.S. Uh, created back in 2015, which really addresses sort of both the present and the future. Uh, and I think they did a great job. So controlling, being able to control your day-to-day, -day, you know, month-to-month -month finances, um, being able to make choices every day that help you, that, you know, that make you, allow you to enjoy life. Um, but then on the, more in the future, being able to absorb financial shocks and being resilient. Uh, and then really just feeling like you're on track to meet your financial goals. So when we look at, you know, what, what is our mission? We are trying to make people financially well. Um, and generally, 
I mean, the hard part about that is, is we, we have to really tackle these, these big, difficult problems, um, but that, that are, that really matter. Um, and that's behavior change and, and changing the way that people actually think about their money. Um, so I think if you look at, I, I do this all the time, equate, you know, financial well-being to physical health or physical well-being. Um, everyone knows that in order to be healthy, you know, you have to eat right, sleep, uh, you know, however many hours a night, six to eight hours a night, and then you got to get some exercise. Um, pretty easy to say that it is extremely easier said than done. Um, there's so much stuff that gets in the way. Uh, of doing that on a daily basis, um, busy schedules and, and, you know, kids and all kinds of stuff. And then on top of that, you've got sort of gimmicky stuff out there that's designed to solve those problems, but sometimes makes it worse. So um, the financial wellness side of things is very similar there. So it's, you know, <laughs> most people um, would solve most of the problems that they have with their finances by just spending less and saving more. Um, but the same type of things make it difficult to do that. So, you know, uh, marketing is is uh, very, very precise now and very, very, call it uh, effective. Um, and I, I don't know if anyone's heard the, you know, phrase or saying, if you don't have a plan for your money, uh, or you better have a plan for your money, because if you don't, you know, somebody else does. Um, and there's just so many people trying to sell you various things. And, and now... Um, to make matters worse, social media is out there and it's, you know, it, it, it's not real. Um, and we've done some studies recently and um, survey came back and said that around 60% of people had faked their, their actual, uh, you know, financial picture uh, via social media to, to make it appear stronger. Um, so all this stuff just is just made worse by uh, having to deal with that. So, and then as far as how do we help HR pros and leaders and, and uh, with financial wellness, um, whether you like it or not, all these financial you know, stress and problems come to the workplace. So uh, I, I'll go to the kind of PwC um, employee financial wellness survey that they do each year. I've got a lot of good data, so I'll just kind of read some of those. But 35% um, of employees are distracted by their financial situation while they're at work. And of those people that are stressed about their money, they are two times you know, more likely to be looking for another job. So it really does impact the employer. And we just, at Questus, we try to make it easy to offer a financial wellness program that HR leaders can know that they are getting a comprehensive solution that's unbiased and we're not selling any products. That's very interesting what you said there towards the end about uh, the proportion of folk who are stressed out about money and uh, are more likely to, to jump ship. And, and and go elsewhere can, can you can you delve into the reasons why that might be a bit more because you know we're living through the great resignation the great reshuffle whatever you want to call it john okay so it's top of mind for hr departments and employers to retain their people um so can you explain a bit more as to why those money worries might translate into people leaving their current role and, and looking elsewhere uh, I mean, mainly it's because people are, they are living paycheck to paycheck and, and unfortunately they, you know, they, more money is the only way, you know, in their mind to overcome that. And unfortunately you know, the real answer to that is, 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 is to tackle those difficult behavior changes and spend less and save more, um, which is difficult. And as I said before, you know, changing the way you actually think about money. So what's, what's actually important. Um, and are you spending your money on what, 
are you spending, you know, um, your money in alignment with what's important to you? Um, and those are the kinds of things that our coaches work with people on. Um, I think also, you know, this great resignation, a lot of it's, it's been, uh, people have sort of questioned their, uh, I guess their motivation for going to work and their real, you know, why for doing what they do. And those that are, uh, you know, that are financially stable can choose to do things that they love to do and, and, you know, and aren't stuck in a position where, you know, maybe, maybe they're not happy or passionate about it. So you're going to get somebody that's far more engaged if they are, you know, um, financially stable. Questis was named the best startup by Hacker Noon and the Tech Tribune. John, what, what does that say about the company and, and its mission? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think it just, just that it speaks to the mission. Um, this is extremely important stuff. And I think, you know, I think our, uh, I'd say, unique approach to solving the problem and then having a team that's really passionate about doing so is what separated us from, uh, you know, from the competition there. That is what I would call a very humble answer there john okay uh, okay tell me tell me a bit more about the financial wellness landscape then what what types of solutions are out there obviously there's questis um and that offers certain services but uh, maybe you can give a bit of an overview of some of the options out there and, and different ways that they help employees yeah there are uh, there are a ton of options um i would say so when we started out um probably seven eight years ago yeah, financial wellness was not even really a, a term that anyone used. No one knew what it was. Uh, we would talk to employers and they would say, well, I get that through my 401k or my people are, you know, they don't need that. Um, I think it's completely flipped around today. You know, people are looking at it. Uh, employers are looking at it. They're focused on it. Um, they're still trying to figure out how, you know, how to approach the problem. So uh, as far as where you can get it, you can get it anywhere. Uh, financial wellness comes from, lenders, retirement plan providers, insurance companies, um, you know, the, the list sort of goes on. So um, I think, I mean, what we see, unfortunately, is a lot of people do, at least maybe in the early stages of financial wellness, have taken the approach of, I'll get it from one of my service providers, um, which is an easier easier route. Um, oftentimes, it's, it's you know, free um, to, to go with an existing vendor and easier to implement. Um, I would just say, when you're looking at that, you know, beware, because one of the things that all these people have in common is they are selling financial products and many of the products that, that they are, you know, promoting, uh, or that they're getting the, the bulk of their revenue from, you know, are actually things that don't <laughs> lead to, you know, the employees being financially more financially healthy. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, just as an example, there's a, there's a lot of interest now in, uh, you know, an alternative to payday loans and predatory lending is this earned wage access and, you know, personal loans that can be paid back from the employee's paycheck. But, uh, and, I, and I understand that, that the appeal from an HR standpoint as to, you know, why you'd want to do that and it makes sense in their head. But to me, that's like hiring a, you know, cigarette company or something to help your employees quit smoking. So, I mean, it's just a, so I, I am biased, um, but I, I would encourage, you know, anyone that's listening today, to try to find a solution that really is unbiased when it comes to uh, the advice and the guidance that they're giving the employees. Um, and that has some, you know, some type of real humans that are certified coaches that can really help with behavior change. And it's got that technology behind it to uh, kind of fill in the gaps and scale. On that behavior change piece, John, um, do, do you guys, from the conversations that you have with uh, HR departments and leaders, do, do you see that sometimes 
perhaps there are trends that uh, employees get into financial hardship and everything that comes with that uh, because they go through uh, difficult periods in their life um, and it causes uh, additional stresses on them, mental stresses on them, and it it causes them to take take, take up new habits where they they spend to make themselves feel better or actually is it way more basic about that? It's just the fact that far too many people are living paycheck to paycheck. I think, I mean, there's both and we like to help people. I mean, we, we, we do help people with both and we run into, <laughs> it's a, it's more the latter. Uh, it's just, it's just that most people, I mean, I don't, um, I know from the, you know, the United States that if you go back to sort of the health comparison that, that people are unhealthy, you know, we eat, we eat too much and we don't eat enough high quality food. And it's just, it's easier to do that. Um, so it is, it is easier to sort of, um, spend more and, and, you know, not really do the good habits that you really should. So I think it's, it's probably more the latter. Um, obviously there are, there are hardships that come along. Um, I think being resilient, you know, one of the, one of those pillars of the financial wellness definition is being, you know, being able to withstand some type of emergency or, you know, something that happens to you. And, and those good behaviors of spending less and saving more allow you to have an emergency fund to, you know, kind of weather some of these hardships. And um, so things like, you know, what's going on in the, in the economy today, rather than sort of answering it from a tactical, you know, well, don't go on vacation because gas is more expensive. You know, if you're doing the right things on a daily basis and, you know, you're financially healthy, then some of these things don't really impact you as much. So I think it just developing really good habits and behaviors all the time um, will actually prevent, you know, some of the other stuff that you're talking about, the more, uh, you know, hardships. I'm interested to learn about your team over over at Questis um, because a connection with an employer brand is very very important and we talk about that a lot on this show um, as, as a big reason why people join companies and people join people um, and often when leaders leave uh, that their employees go to do you guys have many folk who can relate to some of the problems um, that you guys try and solve when it comes to financial well-being um, and if so what what does that meant in terms of the contribution that they've made to the company because they can relate more um, and they and they can really get behind ways to to fix those issues. Yeah, so we have that's that's a great question. Uh, we have employees of sort of all backgrounds and all ages, and I think probably the common theme of all of them is that everyone realized that no one learned this stuff in school. Um, that just sort of the basics of personal finance, and I'm a certified financial planner and studied it, you know, uh, in depth. Um, after college, but I was a finance major, you know, at a, a good school and, and it was mostly corporate finance even then. So, I mean, he didn't learn to balance your paycheck and, you know, corporate finance classes. So I think regardless of, you know, where people went to high school and college and all that, it's just, it's not something that's taught. So I think that everyone, you know, is very common there. And then I think, you know, some of the people that are, that are, you know, later stages of their career and stuff have, have just, they've gone through a lot of the, the hardships and they've learned. And I think they're passionate about sharing, um, you know, sharing some of the mistakes that they made and that they could have prevented. Um, back to one of the surveys we did, we also found that about 60% of people learned everything they knew about their personal finances from making mistakes. 
So I think that uh, that's okay if you know you're learning how to bake a cake on YouTube, but like you don't want to wait until you're close to retirement and figure out that you did everything wrong. Uh, it could be you know very tragic. So, so I think that that's you know kind of just just wanting to share um, the education and and uh, help people, and that, that's that's why we're all here. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So uh, I don't know if it's changed now because I'm not as young as I used to be. But certainly when I was at school uh, in, in England, we, we we were not taught anything when it came to financial right. well-being. Um, and, and that's terrible. And and to your point, a lot of what I learned was through make, making mistakes. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, when, when I was a younger man and I was working in bars and whatnot and living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, um, I find out the hard way when it were three or four days before I was expecting my paycheck, you know, um, so hopefully that, that, that's being, that's being dealt with now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's being dealt with yet, but, uh, I think it's making its way through the, you know, as a need, I think and it'll all start with sort of financial literacy, but I think that ultimately it'll, you know, it'll get more attention and move on to, you know, more, more focus. John, we are already coming towards the end of this interview. Just a few more questions for you. And I, I really want to, want to drive home these points in the next couple with you. So uh, mental health solutions have gotten a lot of attention uh, over the last few years. Thank goodness. Um, specifically, though, why, why do you believe HR professionals should also be paying more attention to financial wellness? Yeah, that's a great question, too. I, I, I mean, I certainly don't want to downplay anything related to uh, mental health because it's you know, very serious and, and it has deserved the attention. And I mean, it, it's gotten the attention, um, unfortunately, because of COVID, you know, in many cases, uh, just people were having to watch their friends and family get sick and in worst cases, you know, pass away. And and then uh, they're also doing all of this while they're, you know, potentially alone in their home, working remote. And that was new for everybody. So I definitely, um, there's a reason for that attention. But um, on the other hand, uh, if you look at the data, it's it, on whichever survey you look at, basically 50, 50% or so employees will say that personal finances cause the bulk of the stress, you know, that they, that they get, you know, and that, that's, that can cause, you know, mental, uh, mental health issues. And then if 49% of those people say that or those stressed individuals say that money worries had a major impact on their mental health. So, I mean, they're, they're so related. And I think that that's why uh, we should be focused on it. So, Interestingly enough, both topics are extremely taboo, uh, you know, to talk about. Um, people don't like talking about mental health. They don't want to talk about their personal finances. Um, and that makes it, you know, a bigger issue and a little bit more challenging to solve. So uh, I like to think that, you know, I know there's there's other types of, um, you know, that at least at least the stress related to money. I think we can help solve a lot of that before it you know gets out of hand and becomes uh, a mental health issue. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to be able to deal with the symptoms, but I think that a financial well-being solution could actually, you know, uh, tackle the, you know, sort of core, the root cause of the problem to start with. So that's why I think it's important. Well, you're absolutely right. People don't like to talk about uh, their finances, um, maybe because they feel like there's a stigma attached to that. So that's a bigger challenge for for, for yeah. managers and for, for HR pros. What what are some of those signs that an employee could be struggling? Oh, I think you can see it with, uh, I mean, I, I, by the numbers, obviously, you know, you could go to, you could go to taking loans out of your 401k or using some of the benefits, the, the, 
you know, earn wage access and people that, that, you know, do use that a lot, but you could also look at, um, you know, productivity and engagement and just kind of the soft stuff attendance, um, you know, is, is something out of whack there that, that wasn't, you know, occurring before. So. Okay. So, so far, everything you've said sounds good. And I, I, I appreciate and respect the mission of, of Questus. Um, but you know, if I were listening to the show today and I was an HR pro or, uh, I, I was a leader, the chances are I'm also going to be thinking to myself, how can they back this up with numbers to so that, um, I can, I can make a legitimate business decision on this and, and allocate money where it needs to go etc so i mean i guess that's my question for you john do you have any do you have any additional stats that you can point to any metrics that you can point to to back up what you've said so far sure that's that's a good question and absolutely fair um so obviously why while we you know truly do believe it's the right thing to do and will lead to more loyal and engaged workforce um i can definitely give you some hard numbers uh, i'll probably go to the PwC and the Employee Financial Wellness Survey, again, just for some general numbers, but so 76% of financially stressed employees said it has negatively impact their productivity. So obviously a big, big hit on productivity of people who are thinking about it at work. Um, of those financially stressed employees, they said they spent three or more hours a week dealing with their, their finances on the job. Um, so another you know, productivity and engagement number. Um, and then going to our own data, um, which the thousands of, uh, of users were, were surveyed and, and uh, we found that those employees that used Questus were 33% less likely to, to leave the company. Um, so huge, you know, uh, retention numbers there and turnover reduction. Um, and I, I, I certainly don't take credit for, you know, all of that uh, reduction in turnover, but knowing that turnover can cost, you know, 50, 100% of, of whatever an employee's annual salary is, um, if you can implement a financial well-being program that's going to cut that number, you know, even, even in half or something, it's going to be totally worth it. So there is real data out there to support positive outcomes and um, in productivity and attendance, engagement and, and retention. Okay. And just finally for today, how can our listeners connect with you, John? So maybe that's LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email address. Maybe you're really cool and you're all over TikTok and Instagram and places. <laughs> uh, and uh, how can they also learn more about all the cool things? And and I genuinely mean that all the cool things happening over at Questus. Absolutely. Um, well, I appreciate it. And the uh, best way to best way to learn more is just to go to our website. It's uh, www.questus.co. Um, we've got, you know, lots of content and some cool white papers and stuff that people can learn about there. I am not on TikTok, so please don't look for me there. <laughs> and what about LinkedIn? I think you and I are connected. Yeah, are, are you pretty receptive yeah, there? We're, we are, we are pretty active on LinkedIn and, uh, we post regularly. So if you can reach out to us on LinkedIn, that's a great way to get in touch. Excellent. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, John Tab, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR chat show. Thank you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. There are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media.